गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीबॉडी आई स्निग्ध शर्मा आई एम गोइंग टू प्रेजेंट द हिंदू एडिटोरियल डेटेड एथ अक्टूबर टू दिस पॉडकास्ट इज फॉर दोज हु डू नॉट हैव टाइम टू रीड न्यूज पेपर लेट्स गेट स्टार्टेड हैप्पी प्रिपरेशन Hi everybody today's first article is playing catch up in flood forecasting technology this article is written by jay harsha the subtitle says india needs a technically capable workforce that can master ensemble weather and flood forecast models the article starts with have you ever wondered how a lo- local agency makes a decision if a flood forecast merely uses the word rising or falling above a water level at a river point especially when the time available to act is just 24 hours there is no idea of the area of inundation its depth and when the accuracy of the forecast decreases at 20 24 hours and beyond there are many times this happens in india during flood events when the end users that is district administration municipalities and disaster ma- management authorities you see such forecasts and have to act quickly these compelling scenarios are often experienced across most flood forecast river points examples readers will be familiar with in assam bihar karnataka kerala or tamil nadu compare this with another form of flood forecast known as the ensemble forecast that provides a lead time of 7 to 10 days ahead with probabilities assigned to different scenarios of water levels and region of inundation an example of the possibilities or probability ahead could be something like this changes of the water level exceed into the danger level is 80% with likely inundation of a village nearby at 20% the ensemble flood forecast certainly helps local administrations with better decision making and in better being better prepared than in a deterministic flood forecast the united states the euro european union and japan have already shifted towards ensemble flood forecasting along with inundation modeling india has only recently shifted towards deterministic forecast that is rising or falling type forecast per model run the shortcomings with indian flood forecasting are glaring a case of multiple agency the india meteorological department issues meteorological or weather forecast while the central water commission issues flood forecast at various river points the end user agencies are disaster management and local administrations therefore the advancement of flood forecasting depends on how quickly rainfall is estimated and forecasted by the imd and how quickly the cwc integrates the rainfall forecast also known as quantitative precipitation forecast or qpf with flood flow forecast it also is linked to how fast the cwc disseminates this data to end user agencies thus the length of the time for uh, time from issuance of the forecast and occurrence of flood event termed as lead time is the most crucial aspect of any flood forecast to enable risk based decision making and undertake cost effective rescue missions by end user agencies technology plays a part in increasing lead time 
Report suggests that the IMD has about 35 advanced Doppler weather radars to help it with weather forecasting. Compared to point-scale rainfall data from the rain gauges, Doppler weather radars measure the likely rainfall directly, known as quantitative precipitation estimation or QPE, from the cloud reflectivity over a large area. Thus, the lead time can be extended by up to 3 days but the advantage of advanced technology becomes infructuous because most flood forecasts at several river points across india are based on outdated statistical methods of the type gauge to gauge correlation and multiple coaxial relations that enable lead time of less than 24 hours this is contrary to the perspective that india's flood forecast is driven by google's most advanced artificial intelligence techniques these statistical methods fail to capture the hydrological response of a river basin between a base station and forecast station they cannot be coupled with qpf2 google ai has adopted the hydrological data and forecast models derived for diverse river basins across the world for training ai to issue flood alerts in india This bypasses the data deficiencies and shortcomings of forecast based on statistical methods not uniform across India. A study by the National Institute of Technology Varangal Telangana shows that it is only recently that India has moved to using hydrological or simply rainfall runoff models capable of being coupled with QPF. So a lead time of 3 days is sporadic in India. and at uh, select river points just as the cwc's technological gap limits the imd's technological advancements the technological limitations of the imd can also render any advanced infrastructure uh, infrastructure developed by cwc infrastructures how here is another example the united states which is estimated to have a land area thrice that of india has about 160 next generation s band doppler weather radars with a range of 250 to 300 km india will need at least an 80 to 100 s band dense radar network to cover its entire territory for accurate qpf as a limitation of altitude range band density of radars and its extensive maintenance enlarges the forecast error in qpf which would ultimately reflect in the cwc's flood forecast Conspicuously, the error margin is always away from the public gaze. Therefore, outdated technologies and a lack of technological disparity or technological parity between multiple agencies and their poor water governance decrease crucial lead time. Forecasting errors increase and the border of interpretation shifts to hapless end-user agencies. The outcome is an increase in flood risk and disaster. ensemble technology global weather phenomenon is chaotic for instance theoretically the flap of a butterfly's wing in chennai can create a tornado in tokyo according to mit's edward lawrence ensemble terms and scientifically any small change in the initial conditions of a weather model results in an output that is completely unexpected therefore beyond a lead time of of 3 days a deterministic forecast becomes less accurate the developed world has shifted from deterministic forecasting towards ensemble weather 
monitoring and uh, ensemble models that measures uncertainty by causing per- perturbation perturbations in initial conditions reflecting the different states of the chaotic atmosphere probabilities are then computed for different flood events with a lead time beyond 10 days india has a long way to go before mastering ensemble model based for flood forecasting Although the IMD has begun testing and using ensemble models for weather forecast through its 6.8 petaflop supercomputers Pratyush and Mihir the forecasting agencies has still to catch up with advanced technology and achieve technological parity with uh, the imd in order to couple ensemble forecast to its hydrological models it has to modernize not only the telemetry infrastructure but also raise technological compatibility with the river basin specific hydrological hydrodynamic and inundation modeling to meet that objective it needs a technically capable workforce that is well versed with ensemble models and capable of coupling the same with flood forecast models it is only then that india can look forward to probabilistic based flood forecast with a lead time of more than 7 to 10 days and which will place it on par with the developed world with integration between multiple flood forecasting agencies and user agencies can receive probabilistic forecast that will give them ample time to decide react prepare and undertake risk based analysis and cost effective rescue missions reducing flood hazard across the length and breadth of india jharsha's director central water commission government of india the views expressed are his personal with this we come to the end of our first article we are moving towards our next article within few seconds thank you all happy preparations Hi guys we are moving towards the next article that is using facts to hide underlying truth this is written by Rajiv Bhargava the subtitle says in the clever use of seemingly appropriate words and phrases by the powerful one finds a clear intent to deceive people this article is written by Rajiv Bhargava and starts like this the hatras atrocity is weighing on the national conscience or whatever is left of it people have witnessed not just the most brutal phase of social oppression but a cynical and brazen use of the state machinery to support the op- oppression the inhuman assault of the teenage dalit girl i should i shall call her bharti that eventually killed her was followed by hesitation in filing the fir the callous and deferred medical examination the neglect of the dying declaration and most alarmingly the haste in burning the body by the police without appropriate rights or the presence of family members this willful destruction of the evidence was followed by the political tyranny that is family members were virtually put under house arrest the entire village was barricaded by the massive police force opposition leaders and media persons who tried to reach the victim's family were stopped and roughed up an appalling instance of dictatorial behavior that made a mockery of our constitutional democracy shaping the discourse i shall not however focus on any of these attending instead 
to the slippery speech acts of the spokesperson of the ruling party as they tried to shape the discourse around the horrific incident using false arguments to deceive the listener is a common form of sophistry but what was here what what was heard here was the use of true statements to hide other more urgent and relevant truth this is no ordinary fake news or misinformation but the truth or clever use of seemingly appropriate words and phrases with a clear intention of defacing deceiving the populace few bitens chances are available how facts and truth are used to generate a false discourse i illustrate my point with three example take first the issue of misdescription i heard it being said on the television channel that i was pained at the death of the young woman on the face of it it sounds sensitive and apt it is true after all that bharti died an expression of pain at the loss of life seems fitting but as it since it was incontrovertibly true that she was mercilessly pulverized and eventually killed the term died is entirely inappropriate death fails to distinguish the demise of a person by natural cause accident suicide or murder to speak the death of a person when she was murdered is grossly misleading if used persistently and deliberately it is nothing but unforgivably sophistry it obfuscates truth likewise pain alone is not an appropriate emotion in the face of a brutal murder to not have feelings of anger horror or outrage indicates an emotional and moral disability overall then expressing pain at bharti's ghastly murder is an inadequate emo- emotion accompanying a gross misdescription together they hide the truth of the gruesome incident in human situations finding just the right the most appropriate description of what has occurred is often the difference between truth and falsehood irrelevant explanations such misdescriptions are not the only ways in which powerful wrongdoers distort public discourse and evade responsibility very often explanations that are otherwise factually correct or true are equally damaging so what is to be made of explanations of the chilling assault on bharti by reference to the male propensity for aggression violence and control consider the following example an investigating police officer entered a shard office or house and finds a can of kerosene and used matchstick as he exists a reporter asks how the house caught fire the pol- the officer answers because of the presence of oxygen at the location now this account is not untrue for nothing catches fire without the presence of oxygen however the response is entirely irrelevant and would send the news reporter into a tizzy the answer is wrong because a good explanation needs no, needs to be not merely factually correct but relevant to the question at hand surely at the back of the reporter's mind is whether the house was burnt accidentally or intentionally and if the latter precisely who caused it and why finding the motive and attributing responsibility for the criminal act is vital likewise it is probably true that males are prone to aggression yet like oxygen this part of the standing condition of specific acts of rape and murder it is not explanatory relevant in most cases of the actual violence such as in hathras if our interest is in finding a precipitating cause for why bharti was assaulted 
वी नीड टू आइडेंटिफाई लोकल सोशल इकोनॉमिकल कल्चरल परहैप्स पॉलिटिकल फैक्टर्स टू प्रोवाइड इर रिलेवेंट एंड जनरल स्टेटमेंट इंस्टेड इज अ स्ट्रेट फॉरवर्ड प्लॉय टू हैड द ट्रूथ टू कवर अप पॉसिबली अ पॉसिबल क्राइम likewise broadening the discussion of the immediate aftermath of the atrocity by speaking generally about rapes all over the country deflects from the specific atrocity in hathras and lets it perpetrators get off the hook identify of identity of the victim this brings me to the third point which is so obvious that i am surprised that i need to make it at all to say that bharti was assaulted and murder and stop there is being both economical with the truth and morally callous the omission of a detail with holds the most crucial feature of the story one without which what happened cannot be understood and explained horrendous as all rapes are it was not just any woman who was brutalized by some men but a dalit who was sexually assaulted and killed by a pakasman this crime would likely not have occurred if it was not for bharti's dalit identity indeed she was reportedly gang raped and murderously beaten not only because she was a dalit but precisely because in the past her family had resisted upper caste domination even bharti did not remain mute as she lay battered but named her perpetrators in a dying declaration so it is not false to say that a young woman was assaulted and murdered by brutal men but to ignore bharti's dalitness and hide the caste related nature of the crime is to fail to explain what happened provide a false account for it is a criss cross co-presence of caste and gender that uh, truly explain what happened to bharti in hathras ignoring or concealing the falsif- concealing this falsifies the account even when no factually incorrect general statement no right lie is offered we cannot paper over the difference between the horrendous act of killing a woman out of personal hatred for what she for what she did killing her to assert brute male power and murdering her only because of her dalit identity in a caste ridden society some groups are imprisoned in their caste facing horrendous consequences simply on account of the family into which they are born and because of a precisely uh, their family happens to be located in caste hierarchy the inadequacies of homilies Usually the same is true of our religious identity this is why the targeting of dalits or muslims all over india or of kashmiri pandits only because of who they are brings in a dimension of violence that that cannot be condemned by general homilies such as uh, all killing is horrible or that all rapes are terrible these true generalized statements tend then to obliterate the very reason for which some people are killed to mistreat discriminate and target individuals because of their color gender religion or nationality is to commit a crime qualitatively different from other horrific acts for it attacks and terrorizes not just one person but her entire community to omit any mention of these specific group identities where relevant is then to entirely misdescribe the crime and obscure its uh, obscure obscure its real cause in short in cases such as hathras atrocity where um, where 
कास्ट एंड जेंडर ऑपरेशन आर डीपली इंटरटेंड वन कैन नॉट फॉगे फॉर ग्राउंड जेंडर इन अ वे दैट प्रिवेंट्स पीपल फ्रॉम सींग द कॉजल रोल ऑफ कास्ट इन द वायलेंट एक्ट टू डी एम्फेसाइज दिस पॉइंट इज टू फॉल्सिफाई द नरेटिव टू प्ले टू प्लेस एम्फेसिस ऑन जस्ट वन एंड नॉट ऑन द अदर इज ऑल्सो टू डिस्टॉर्ट द अकाउंट दिस पॉलिटिकली मोटिवेटेड सोफिस्ट्री इज डेंजरस बाय लेजिटिमाइजिंग द क्राइम इट हेल्प्स परपिचुएटेड this article this comes to end rajiv bhargava is the honorary professor center for the study of developing society delhi so i hope you like today's session and it would help you in your preparation best of luck for the preparation and stay consistent hope you enjoy the day thank you all